What's up everyone, this is Rapsig here, welcome to Rapsdom, part of the MD Mini Marathon presented to you by Radio Sega. Uh, now, I am aware that this song is not Mega Drive, but isn't it the catchiest thing ever? I, I think I'm gonna use this from now on for, for my shows. It's like the most fun thing that we've been. Oh well, so pre uh, we are fresh off visit to Sega of uh, Europe headquarters where we have an amazing game. Thank you so much for everything. Seriously, it was brilliant to be there and to participate on your Mega Drive Mondays. Um, series in preparation for the Mega Drive Minis release in Europe. And uh, this show is gonna be... You know, uh, I figured that pretty much every other show in this uh, series from Radio Sega would be essentially just music from the games that are in the MD Mini or uh, rem remixes for, for those games. So uh, I decided to, to throw a curveball and I decided to just add a list of games that would be amazing or at least interesting to have on either an expansion for the MD Mini or a possible uh, MD Mini 2. So yeah, so you are gonna see soon enough um, which tracks that not only me but others have chosen. First one is gonna be something that is legendary. So this is one. Um, this is one of the games that I mentioned that um, would be interesting to have in a mini. Although I do understand that through licensing uh, reasons, it would probably be hard. But still, it is one that I believe is unanimously um, considered to be one of the most um, epic, epic games on the Mega Drive. This is, of course, Al Aladdin. Aladdin. Um, it was developed by Virgin Games and published by Sega in partnership with Disney in '92.
then this is my personal second choice. It is a quite a legendary film as well for me. Although this might be harder to get in an MD Mini than uh, Al Aladdin was. This is from Speedball 2 Brutal Deluxe, developed by the Bitmap Brothers and released on the Mega Drive, amongst others, in uh, 90. Um, this is a game that apparently, according to Larry Bundy Jr.'s videos on, um, on YouTube, keep posted to Larry Bundy Jr. stuff, by the way, um, it was originally supposed to be based on um, real tennis, and I really mean not tennis that you probably know. Uh, completely, uh, not completely, but a slightly different sport that is more traditional. And it eventually changed into being this violent mess that resembles a competitive team sport. Although, yeah, this tune, this tune plays all the time when people are playing. So, it is quite memorable. As you can see, number 3 on my list is Virtual Racing. It... Uh, yeah, it would be an interesting addition, considering that... Um, 
Virtual Racing was a special cartridge that was specifically made for um, the Mega Drive in a way that made it twice as expensive, at least uh, in Portugal back in the day. Uh, I can understand why it's not in a Mini, considering there's been the Sega Ages port on the Switch recently, so it would be quite a conflict. Meanwhile, um, actually the, the song has shifted to another interesting one. Sunset Riders, the Mega Drive port for the arcade classic for 4 players. Let's enjoy the tune a bit. game was originally released in 92 for the Mega Drive, published and developed by Konami, who were actually in the mini uh, through Contra slash Probotector, so it would be also an interesting partnership for next time. I mean, of course, right? If you know me at least minimally, you know that this is my jam. This is from the, the game that it is called various different things, most commonly either Italia 90 or uh, World Championship Soccer. It's one of the very first Mega Drive games. Uh, it was actually in-house, so it's Sega. It could have been in the... Um, and, um, and the MD Mini, except it's one of those cases where it's considered one of those uh, so bad it's good games, like it's a cult classic because of its flaws precisely, so yeah, people who don't have the nostalgia factor going for them are probably not going to enjoy this too much.
So yeah, another classic. This time it's Maggot Boomerman. Which is, <laughs> Viper just said, oh come on, we all knew this would be here. I mean, for good reason, right? Uh, how could you pass on this game? Um, and this was actually published by Sega back in the day. The Mega Drive version only, of course. Um, originally developed and published by Hudson Soft for the um, PC Engine in 93. It got a port as a Mega Bomberman for the Mega Drive slash Genesis. I mean, shouldn't really be a surprise, right? The Mega Bomberman is an absolute classic, and this is the track that plays when you are using your um, multi-tap for the um, the Mega Drive, trying to to defeat three people right next to you. It doesn't really get that much more epic, and this would definitely be a great addition. This is yet another track that I would choose, am I right? This is from Mortal Kombat 2, which is not that children friendly. And the fact that it was on previous at games licensed uh, Mega Drive uh, knockoffs um, probably didn't help matters. Although it is one of the biggest classics for everyone who played Mega Drive in the early 90s. To be this good takes ages. To be this good takes Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. And this is yet more in-house Sega stuff. This is from Ayrton Senna's Super Monaco GP2. This was a quite a hit in my early childhood and I am pretty surprised that it's not included. I mean, it could have been the original, the OG Super Monaco GP, which to be fair, it's, it is a, a port from the arcades that's 
that makes the game a bit different, so to say. But it is still a very known game from the early Mega Drive time, so why why not have the sequel in? Maybe licensing? I'm just guessing. Again, we've got a game that was published uh, by SEGA, even though it wasn't exactly developed in-house. This was developed by Technosoft. Uh, it's of course Herzog's Vi, published uh, in Japan in 89 and um, the rest of the world in 1990. It is usually considered one of the first real-time strategy games ever. And I can tell you, I've seen people play this competitively, believe it or not, and it's really time-consuming and tough. Definitely deserving of your respect.
worse, more football. Or soccer if you're across the pond. Uh, this is one of the latest Mega Drive games there is. It is International Superstar Soccer Deluxe. Uh, it's from 95 and 96 and it is, in my humble opinion, by far the best football game in the Mega Drive. It is extremely technical, extremely tough, and I can tell you it is actually a few years ahead of its time. It it makes every other football game in the Mega Drive look ancient, really. Um, it is Konami's, as this is one of the, um, the ancestors to, to what is known now as Pro Evolution Soccer. Okay, so Nicolas Hamann uh, kind of corrected me. Apparently, it is also called soccer if you are South African. So the term across the pond does not apply. Um, can you think of a better term to describe the difference or the distance from here to South Africa? Let me know. Again, this is a track that played at the beginning of the show, that apparently, and I apologize for that, uh, the sound was not properly configured, so I, my, my voice was very quiet. Um, this is from Daytona USA 2, and I believe it's gonna be the song that I'm going to play at the start of every single one of my shows from now on, because it's just bumping, just listen to this. And it also reminds me of my early teens, where Daytona USA was probably the, the only recent arcade that was around my town. Um, either way, 
this show is being really fast-paced. We have been on air for like half an hour at this point, and I've already been through 10 games that I personally consider would have been extremely good additions to the Mega Drive Mini, and will be or would be great additions to either an expansion or um, a Sega Mega Drive Mini 2. It, those 10 games were quite a wide um, variety between actual Sega stuff and third-party games. Uh, so we've had first, the first song that I played was from Aladdin, which was of course uh, developed by Virgin Games back in the day and released to the Mega Drive actually by Sega. And the second one was something that is not that orthodox, but still a great game by Mega Drive standards. A Speedball 2 Brutal Deluxe, which is a mix of violence and sports, team sports. Uh, it's something that you should probably enjoy. Um, it's Maybe you haven't played it, listener, but it is actually a pretty interesting game to play. And to be fair, I completely forgot who published it and who developed it, so <laughs> I'm just going back to it. Okay, so it was developed by the Bitmap Brothers and published by lots of people. Well, uh, yeah, I would have to check which one in particular released the Mega Drive versions, because this was released for multiple platforms. There's a list of about 10 of them. Um, third on my list was um, Virtual Racing, in-house, a great game that back in the day pushed the boundaries of the Mega Drive so much that it had a special cartridge manufactured just for it. Uh, which, yeah, I, I am, I strongly believe, I, I am almost 100% sure that it was almost twice as expensive as other games were back in the day, at least in my home market. Of course, it is, it would be tough to have it uh, on the Mega Drive Mini, considering it would kind of clash with the arcade port that was published as part of the Sega Ages brand on the Switch. Yeah, that's how it is. Number 4 was from Konami, the arcade classic Sunset Riders which had a port in the Mega Drive. Uh, number 5, back to Sega in-house stuff, we had one of the first ever games on the Mega Drive, and most likely the first football game, or soccer. Um, it was Italia 90 slash World Championship Soccer, one of those classic cases where so bad it's good, uh, but still a cult classic. Number 6, Mega Bomberman. Who hasn't played Bomberman and who doesn't still enjoy it? Um, number 7 was a controversial, controversial choice. Number 7 was Mortal Kombat 2. Which, um, yeah, it would probably not fit the MD Mini too much, even though it's one of the most recognizable games from the mid-90s for Sega consoles. Um, especially the Mega Drive as its part was kind of particular and it was quite a... Um, yeah, back in the day uh, it was one of the things that made the Mega Drive stand out the most against uh, the Super Nintendo for yeah reasons that I believe nearly every single one of you will know. Um, after that, number 8 was yet again in-house uh, Sega uh, from 
um, Ayrton Senna Super Monaco GP2 which is something that I am actually surprised that the Super Monaco GP series isn't in the Mega Drive Mini even though the arcade ports are... they make they change the game quite a bit, yeah, but... yeah, I would still expect it to be there Number 9 was... Um, one of the earliest real-time strategy games, something that is actually very surprisingly slow-paced and complicated, which actually I've seen people play it on tournaments really brilliantly, surprisingly. Uh, Herzog's Spy, uh, developed by Technosoft. Number 10 was one of the last games for the Mega Drive. Um, I am almost sure that uh, number 10 is plus years ahead of its time and it's, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, I believe it's by far the best uh, football game for the console uh, it is uh, International Superstar Soccer Deluxe now let's go to number 11, which is another controversial choice by yours truly Alright, so this is Clax, the, the puzzle game that was originally supposed to be a successor to Tetris, but it never caught up, because Tetris is Tetris, Clax, but Clax is still a pretty decent puzzle game on its own right. Uh, it was caught in the, in the middle of, um, of a storm between Atari and Tengen, if I recall correctly, uh, a while ago, and um, yeah, this is its tune. And um, so yeah, so Nicolas Hammond said on our Discord, which by the way is at radiose.ga/discord. Feel free to join to join in the the chat. Um, yeah, apparently there might or might not have been licensing issues because of the um, the Monaco name, which of course is home to the Formula One Championship's most recognizable um, race of the season.
now we are getting into touchy stuff. This is from Micro Machines 96, which was definitely one of the most legendary games that, or at least third-party games published in the Mega Drive. Um, by the way, it's an update to Micro Machines 2. And uh, yeah, since it's Codemasters, it would always be a tough uh, one to have in the MD Mini, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, I challenge anyone to tell me they've got bad memories about this. This is probably one you didn't expect. This is Marble Madness from Atari. It was quite, quite yeah, it was innovative back in its day. Um, it was, it was actually originally released in 1984. Of course, the Mega Drive port came much later. Uh, but it's still it's isometric perspective and its controls that gave a good 3D feel. Uh, it was really innovative and interesting at the time. And if I recall correctly, unfortunately it was also hard and short. But then again, what would you expect from an isome isometric 3D simulation in 1984? It would still be an interesting addition though. Just if not for the... Yeah, the trivia bit. Ladies and gentlemen, is probably the first game that came to my mind when I thought about doing this show. This is from Electronic Arts. This is the epic, legendary, magnificently awesome General Chaos. Uh, if you've never tried this game, I recommend that you do. Uh, seriously, it is un literally unlike anything I've ever played. Uh, you you control a small battalion in a comic uh, setting against other small battalion, and the way you actually go around and control everyone real time, 
is I think it's unique. I should try this again someday because I haven't played it in ages. But I do remember it is extremely fun to play. And I think it's also got a turn-based um, conquer system other than the real-time battles. Yeah, you, you should try, seriously. General Chaos, don't forget the name. Also known in Japan as uh, something different that I honestly completely forgot right now. Um, Gemfire, Gemfire, War Game for the MSX. Oh, okay, in Japan it's known as uh, Royal Blood. Um, it is a war slash strategy uh, game in which you, you are on a fake island and you need to control uh, it, essentially. It's got like a fantasy element, there's elemental uh, entities and um, there, there is actually a pretty well-built story about in which you're, you're uh, trying to bring down the dictator, di dictatorship and also other, other rivals. Um, you have to micromanage pretty much everything in the in your kingdom, if I recall correctly, trades and people's happiness and um, money, uh, your armies, uh, who well, who is the leader and how their particular personal qualities affected how well that their provinces were run. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, a 16-bit uh, total war. <laughs> It's also got, um, yeah, Total War's battles are a uh, real-time strategy, but Gemfire's uh, battles for territories were actually um, turn-based, grid-based uh, battles. Which is something that I particularly enjoy, and that's actually why I like this game so much. This is also in pair with uh, General Chaos, uh, one of the first. Um, games that came to my mind when I started thinking that it would be interesting to, to do a list like this. 
you control Radio Sega. Register as a member. Click the playlist and request button and request your favorite tracks. They'll be on the stream shortly. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. This is Countlet 4, which was released for the Mega Drive, of course, or else it wouldn't be in this list to begin with. Um, it is quite an original uh, battle game. It's actually kind of a battle royale depending on the mode you choose, which is probably the most famous one. Um, yeah, I remember people played these in tournaments as well, for between four players. Uh, but yeah, it would be impossible to emulate on the MD Mini. Although it is still quite an interesting uh, dungeon-based game, yeah. This is yet more SEGA in-house stuff, this is uh, from their actually pretty good, hard to play but interesting to play, uh, tennis game, uh, ATP Tour, this is, well, I yeah, I, I believe the target uh, market for this is pretty small but it would still be an interesting random addition to, to um, a console that includes lots of classics even if it's just not to showcase it to people who probably missed it uh, 25-ish years ago
you know, this is number 18 right now, and it is actually one game that I was seriously surprised was not in the mini. Uh, it is a Sega classic from the late 80s. Um, it is Bonanza Bros. It is. It has been pretty much on every single Mega Drive collection imaginable, so it came as a surprise that Sega forsake it. Um, even so, of course it would be an awesome addition to, again, either an MD Mini Expansion or an MD Mini 2. Phrase Danny Russell on Sack of Europe's stream yesterday. This sounds very American. Uh, it is <laughs> from Mutant, Mutant League Football, which is probably not the kind of thing that you would sell for all ages. Uh, just like Mortal Kombat 2, uh, but still one of the most recognizable games uh, in the Mega Drive, and especially in the USA for obvious reasons. It still, it still generated such a cool cult following that like two, three years ago, something like that, there was a Kickstarter to have a spiritual successor to it. And it actually did pretty well.
Radio Sega, Echo the Dolphin. Sega tunes are here. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Okay, so, now, this is a global classic from its period, not necessarily a Mega Drive one. A plus, it would probably be hard to get to license to Mega Drive Mini. This is NBA Jam. Um, it was developed and published by Midway, Acclaim and Electronic Arts. So it's right, probably lie within Electronic Arts at this point. Um, the Tournament Edition game came out in 94 and it is something that is still played a lot by retro fans. between 11 and 20 show, shall we? Um, number 11 uh, in this list was a controversial uh, game, Clax. Supposedly a spiritual successor to Tetris, it ended up causing a mess between Atari and Tengen in its time. But still a decent puzzle game in its own right. 12 was the Mail Drive classic from Codemasters Micro Missions 96, something that would ideally be in um, in any compilation. Number 14 was something that is completely different than what uh, you probably have ever played. Uh, General Chaos from Electronic Arts was an extremely unique game, which I explained in detail while its song played, but I'm not gonna repeat myself. Um, if you don't have the chance to play it, just look for it at you on YouTube. Even though the controls are so special, so different, so unique, that even watching it on YouTube is not going to make it justice. 
number 15 was one of my personal favorites uh, amongst general chaos it is what would what total war would look like if it was if it existed in the 16-bit era it's gemfire a mix of micromanaging your uh, own uh, kingdom against others and um, also participating in uh, turn-based battles for territories um, then number 16 was Countlet 4 which is kind of an interesting uh, battle game arena um, 2D of course that is often played as a four-player melee a battle royale game but it's dungeon-ish number 17 was in-house Sega stuff ATP Tour Championship uh, of course, a tennis game would not get that much mainstream traction, but it would be an interesting extra addition to the console, as it is Sega, and it is good. Although, I believe that licensing uh, the ATP again would probably be a bit hard. Number 18 was, yet again, uh, internal Sega stuff, that I was actually surprised it's not in the MD Mini to begin with. It was Bonanza Bros. Ah, Sega's probably just saving it for, for an expansion. Number 19 was a controversial choice, uh, which is very popular in America. It still is to this day, honestly, it really is a Mutant League football. Number 20, keeping up with the sports theme, it was NBA Jam, which wasn't all that much of a Mega Drive classic, but it was an early 90s classic all around, really. Now we are gonna move on to the rest of the list. There are 17 games left, so I'm gonna speed it up. Yes, this is more sports. Sensible Soccer, another all-around classic that was pretty big in the Mega Drive amongst many other consoles back in the day, especially the computer. Sensible Soccer was a very simplistic football game.
Another choice that I believe is not going to be too popular amongst the mainstream, but it is an awesome, amazingly interesting game, and it's extremely fun to play, believe me. This is from Tiny Toon Acme All-Stars. Um, yeah, you have to play a, um, a, across a number of different sports, using Tiny Toon characters. Um, believe it or not, uh, it is actually very deep because um, literally every single character is going to have uh, their own uh, particularities and you will have to figure out whether they f where they fit in different sports such as football and basketball. For example, I remember that the, the Little Beeper was extremely quick but weak to impact and Porky or whatever um, Hamlet, I think that's Hamlet that the Tiny Toons version is called was extremely tough and good at defending if you were playing football so yeah this is the kind of thing you would have to figure out by yourself by trial and error and it is a very fun game it is something that I still love playing to this day This is WWF Royal Rumble from the famous uh, arcade at the WWF game series that uh, was around back then.
now, yes, I left one of the most obvious choices to near the end. Uh, Ristar, Ristar, however you pronounce it, was a very relevant game late in the Mega Drive's uh, lifetime. Um, supposed to be kind of a successor to Sonic, which never panned out. It's still an amazing platform when it's on right, and it got cult status amongst Sega followers. Especially nostalgic ones, of course. I think I speak on behalf of everyone when I say that we were all extremely surprised it wasn't in the mini. So this is Pack Attack, also known as Pack Panic in other regions. Um, this is, um, yes, it's a Pac-Man game, but it is uh, not the original Pac-Man. This is uh, a one-on-one puzzle game with those boards just like Tekken or Puyo Puyo and Columns have. Those rectangular ones that pipe down and the uh, pieces come from above, but it or Baku Baku actually Baku Baku is a closer um, version of Pack Attack. Um, Baku Baku, in case you don't know, it's it's a Sega puzzle game for the Saturn. Um, yeah, it it involved um, different kinds of pieces. Uh, you should check Pack Attack out. It's actually pretty interesting as well. Of course. It is uh, Namco Bandai's property. Number 28 is gonna be something that is uh, pretty uh, unknown. Uh, it's gonna be one game that I don't even remember who published and, and developed it. It's... Um, actually... It's not what I thought it was. This is 26 and it is kind of a joke entry to, on this program. You are probably reading the metadata, but please tell me you know what this is.
this. This is the Shakfu. I'm probably gonna get this out from Radio Sega for posting this as a game that should have been in a mini. Even though, of course, that's a joke. I hope you got that. Um, it is one of the most reviled games ever. And yes, it's. I mean, it's not as bad as people make it up to be, but still uh, bad. Yes, there's no way to sugarcoat it. This game sucks. Uh, even though it is playable. So, yeah. Uh, so, of course, it shouldn't be in the Sega Mini. Uh, it's here as. Yeah, just for kicks and giggles, I'd guess. Uh, of the next uh, entry to this is actually gonna be a serious one. See, here is the serious entry number twenty-seven. This is a game that I was uh, very surprised wasn't in a mini either. But of course, they need to rotate the games. Uh, this needs no introduction, does it?
after what was obviously outright a crisis from Super Hang Gun. It's like a classic of, of all eternity. This is from a game that I don't even know who published it. This is from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. It is an interesting fighting game by Mega Drive standards. Konami did. Uh, Konami published a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tournament by Fighters Turtles, I mean. And this is an interesting puzzle game that you should check out. It's a very cute one. It's a very simple game, it's pretty old. It's called Zoom, in which you play... It's an animal that I can't really recognize and you have to... to fulfill some grids that are... Uh, not your standard game puzzle um, yeah it is it is an interesting one to try because it's unlike anything This is from uh, not unusual uh, game that you would expect to see here. It's from uh, Saturday Night Slam Masters, which is a Capcom wrestling game that is kind of Street Fighter-ish. Um, yeah, it's got Mike Hagger as a special um, as a special guest. <laughs> it was from the same company, but it was still what would classify as a guest character. Mike Hager from fight, um, Final Fight, Final Fight fame. Uh, this is um, a mix between a fighting and a wrestling game. It is an interesting concept that didn't really get any traction because it was shadowed by both Final Fight and Street Fighter, even within uh, Capcom's umbrella. Uh, but it is still an interesting thing to try out if you are into uh, these kinds of games. We are getting into the last stretch of this show. Uh, this is from uh, Tecmo Cup, which is... A, yeah, this was never gonna be in the mini, let's be honest. Uh, this is a very unique game that was probably released like 5 copies. Uh, 
he did uh, this only uh, game's claim to fame is for is for the fact that it was uh, essentially a reskin of a Captain Tsubasa game. Uh, Captain Captain Tsubasa, the football-based anime and manga. It got extremely awesome and extremely popular uh, football um, and uh, tactical RPG hybrids in, in Japan. Um, although, of course, those games were unfortunately never released in the West. Although Tecmo, who was the company who that created those uh, Captain Tsubasa games in Japan, or at least that released them, they used those assets, assets in the West um, for a game that that had a completely different story. Um, it was West-based, of course. I think the hero was called like David. I I don't know, but yeah. Um, it is extremely based on Captain Spasa 3, which, by the way, uh, the Captain Spasa games were only in the Nintendo systems, unfortunately, Japan and Nintendo. Something that is not that. Uh, not, it's not a good combination for Europe players. So yeah, so yeah, this choice completely, completely reeks of personal taste. This is from a game that I remember from my early times. It's Gunship, which uh, was a game that I remember was actually one of the first I've ever played. Um, I'm trying to find more information about it. So this is a com combat flight simulator, developed and published by Microprose in 1986. By the way, after this game we are getting into the requests section. It was probably covered by the background music, but what I said is that uh, after Gunship, which is number 42, the one that is playing right now, uh, we are gonna enter the requests bit and have our final uh, five tracks. Volume. Coming up next is the best Sega music. Ah, uh, yeah! Only on Radio Sega.
This is Casey's request. This is from Sparkster. This is a great game with a great soundtrack. It's actually one of the latest games in the Mega Drive. It was published in 94, the sequel to Rocket Knight Adventures. Sega.net is not just music. Check out our original features, our message boards, and don't forget our media section with the best podcasts from around the Sega community. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music and bringing you the best content 24-7. So yeah, Continuing with people's suggestions, we have something that, yeah, I am actually, I actually considered to have it on my original list, I ended up cutting it, but of course, you wouldn't let this go, because it is actually a very interesting and game that is important on Sega's history. It is, of course, Fleeky. If you don't know about it, you should definitely Google it, because um, it marks an era. This original was on Sega's arcades in 1984. Thank you. 
is a Green Vipers request. Cool spot. Um, this was a platform uh, game from 93, developed and published by Virgin Games. The title character was a mascot for 7up back in the time, which probably didn't help licensing the game for the mini, did it? Even though it is, of course, a legendary game, I clearly remember it from my, from my pre-teen years, which is saying a lot. Uh, it even, even though it was not my kind of game, it is still definitely uh, something that I am definitely sure people considered uh, for the console. been letting this song play through without bothering it with uh, voiceovers but I'm pretty sure that you heard it with the 2002 memes in your head uh, all your pays are belong to us you are on the way to destruction what you say you have no chance to survive make your time ha 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 um, this is of course Zero Wing, which is a game that I mostly expected. I expected it to be in the um, in the mini. It, even though it became a meme, one of the first memes in internet history, or at least video game related ones. Um, 
it is actually a pretty interesting Mega Drive game in its own right. After this one there is only going to be one more track and then I'm gonna wave my goodbyes to you. Uh, I, I actually uh, originally expected this to be the last one but there was a last minute request which was actually very very pertinent. game was published by SEGA in Europe for the Mega Drive. Although it was published by Toa Plan in Japan, which were happen happened to be the developers. Let's just listen to it for a bit more and then we'll move on to the last track for, for the last track for today, which was requested by Eclipse. This is from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hypersonic Heist, one of the most iconic uh, platform games in the Mega Drive. Uh, I'm actually gonna google it right now, Teenage... I'm pretty sure it was released by um, Konami. But just making sure... Alright, so... Yes, it was indeed published by Konami, just like every other um, TMNT thing that I know of. It was a 92 game. It was released in Europe in 1993.
So yeah, so this one almost flew under the radar even though two different people requested it. This is from Pulse Man, a Japanese classic. Um, it is the Neo Tokyo track that both BritGamer98 and Nicholas Hammond requested. So yeah, it's only fitting that if it got two requests, it's the last track. Please enjoy it. It is also one of the most recognizable tunes in Mega Drive history. I've heard this lots of times even though I've never played the game. has been Ravsdom for the um, mini marathon. Thank you so much for listening to this intense um, 100 minutes in which around 40 tracks were played for 40 different games that could have been in the Mega Drive Mini or how could count as suggestions slash requests for either an expansion or a second mini. Either way, um, please make sure to continuing to continue following our Twitter, uh, Radio Sega Twitter, for updates regarding uh, upcoming shows uh, for the MD Mini Marathon and else. Um, there will be more information regarding those next shows, and of course, keep supporting Sega of Europe as they continue with their. Uh, brilliant um, Mega Drive Mondays uh, live streams next Monday be sure to tune in it's gonna be a great one believe me see you guys next time